police in the morning. When typical Japanese high school student Rika skips school to visit her grandfather, she fails to take into account the fact that his remote village is infested with the living dead. Deftly dodging flesh-eating fiends, Rika almost makes it over the river and through the woods, but almost isn't good enough when it comes to girl-eating ghouls with a taste for sweet young things. What happens next isn't pretty, but fortunately, Grandpa Ryuhei just happens to be the greatest surgeon ever. Picking up what's left of Rika, he dusts her off and rebuilds her, better than she was, into the ultimate zombie fighter. Now, together with her friends Takashi and Yuji, Rika must take on the monstrous master of carnivorous cadavers, the grand high lowest of the low, zombie boss Grorian. All hell breaks loose as one seriously ticked off Japanese schoolgirl takes on the undead in the insane follow-up to Attack Girl Swim Team vs. the undead, Zombie Hunter Rika. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. You review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, week five of Asian Culture Month, part two. What better way to end this month than on a fifth week and with a follow-up to the, I think, the first ever movie we watched on a themed month. Yeah. If not back, like, decades ago. It was part of that month. Attack Girl Swim Team versus the Undead's follow-up, Zombie Hunter Rika, from 2009. You heard what the back of the DVD box had to say. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Why don't, why don't we get the bottom out of the way first here? Yeah, it works for me. For me, number three. Spoiler alerts, friends. So, apparently the place where a zombie hunter dies will be bombed... Ten days later? Which seems like an awfully long time to either get rid of a zombie infestation or the evidence, you know, whichever one you're trying to get rid of. Or both. I think it may have been a translation error because, you know, the subtitle said ten days later and then later on they're like, the bombs are going to hit in like five hours. And I'm like, isn't it the same day? It's like Frieza saying that Namek's gonna blow up in five minutes and like 50 episodes later. Only in reverse. Number two. So, when zomb- when Rika gets her zombie hunter arm, it just looks so ridiculous. <laughs> it's like this giant, flimsy, latex-ish sleeve. And like, every time she moves it, it gets this like giant crease or it bulges out. You know, I, I wish they would have just like put a fake tattoo on her arm that matched the, tat- the the tattoo of the zombie hunter instead of using this, like, sleeve apparatus. Because it's supposed to be this, like, giant, like, muscular arm. It just looks like fucking shit. And then... Amazing. Number one, kind of in conjunction with number three, so when the missile does strike, you know, where the zombie hunter supposedly dies, it strikes in the middle of the woods and not in the middle of the city. But the zombie hunter was killed in the middle of the city. And if it was supposed to be tracking the zombie hunter, like, not Rika, a totally different zombie hunter, then shouldn't it have hit where the zombie hunter died? One would think. So number three, the plot was just kind of all over the place. Like, I really wasn't certain what was going on, because everything was just weird. Like, you got this group of guys, like, one's a 
sushi guy, one's a nerd, one's a, something a, some guy with an afro, and I don't know what they had to do with anything, and then there was, like, this great zombie, like, slayer or something, like, loses an arm, and then Rika has it, and, you know, her grandpa was had dementia and was, like, paralyzed, but then he's not, and then his, like, wife was trying to have sex with the zombie and then gets eaten, it's like, I don't know what's going on in this movie, there's a lot happening all at once. I got, I got the plot, Paul. Zombies. That's it. That's the entire plot. <laughs> nice and simple. Number two. So despite being the titular character, Rika doesn't really fight that many zombies. Like, she eventually kind of... She fights the main villain, and that's really about it. I think she killed maybe a couple other zombies. Most of them were just her friends dying. Like, I... Like, some zombie slayer. Like, not, not really impressive. And number one, there's not much in this movie that I haven't seen in other horror comedies, both Japanese and otherwise. Like, it's especially, like, obvious when you compare it to the film that came before it, which is, um, Attack Girl Swim Team vs. The Undead, where there was so much random shit going on, and this one, while it was still good, it was still fun, I felt it kind of came up short when compared, when compared to, um... Attack Girl Swim Team, and it's really hard not to compare them, considering that they came, they're created by the same people. I mean, how can you not be disappointed? That one had vagina lasers, and this one didn't. This one had mouth laser by the zombie scientist. And I'm still trying to figure out if there was incest in this movie. For the top, number three. This movie, unlike... Well, yeah, yeah, it did. Never mind. Just like Attack Girl Swim Team vs. The Undead, this movie has nudity, complete with a tit comparison scene where you have three maids ripping open their shirts to compare the size of their tits. And what's great about that scene is that it's in the title screen of the movie. It's like, it's on the back of the DVD box, despite the fact that it was maybe 30 seconds of the actual movie. I feel like, I mean, I've done no research into this, but I feel like those three actresses are probably, like, the equivalent in Japan as, like, Machete Zombie from Dawn of the Dead, who is on screen for, like, five seconds and gets a machete in his head, but he's at, like, every horror convention I've ever known, just, like, selling photos of himself with a machete shoved in his face. Like, he is... I don't know if he makes a living off of being the machete zombie, but I feel like those, those girls, those those actresses, that's probably, like, the career. Instead of, instead of a machete, they've got boobs. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody's got their gimmick. They're, they're probably, you know, they're probably, like, famous actresses or probably something. Probably more popular than machete. I've yeah. done absolutely no research. Number two, Grandpa. Even though Grandpa had dementia, Alzheimer's, was paralyzed, and all this other stuff. He was the most badass character of the movie. Some, like, ancient swordsman teacher and, you know, all this stuff. And I think he might round out, like, the top number of zombie kills of the film. And number one, you know, even though Rika's not the center of it, there are plenty of zombies and fun zombie fight scenes. You know, whether it's Grandpa slaying them away... Or live-action Kuwabara trying to do kung fu and, like, falling on his face over and over, yet 
somehow not getting eaten in that scene. They're just... All the scenes where they're fighting with zombies are fun and entertaining, no matter how generic they may be. Yeah, can't argue with any of that. Number one, I surprisingly liked all the characters. There's not really much to them, but they were fun. They, um... They were random, they kind of were in the movie when they needed to be, and I, I just enjoyed them all. There wasn't really any that I actively disliked. Number two, I enjoy the kind of funny, funny, goofy, just bizarre comedy horror films like this, and um, yeah, especially like something with like Japanese and like even, I guess even like other Asian countries, like the, there's a certain style to the way they do horror comedy mm. that's just very unique and very fun. And number one, well, there's plenty of boobs and plenty of gore in this movie, and I thought the special effects for the gore were just really well done. It's obvious that's where the majority of their budget went to, because it certainly didn't go with that shitty, like, fake arm that Rika had. <laughs> well, something that we really didn't talk about was the dialogue of this movie, so let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war! Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll let Paul get us started off. This town is fucked. There are zombies everywhere. I am Zombie Hunter. My family sells vegetables. Snacks in our house are cucumbers. I was born for kill zombies. Everyone is going to die and live as zombies. Damn, I forgot my knife. Is human meat that good? Human meat's just too tasty. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this film our final take. Our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 3 out of 10. I gave it a 4 out of 10. So, Zombie Hunter Rika, by all means, was just a super generic zombie movie. Zombies appear because government experiment goes wrong. A secret, a secret society has been hunting zombies for years. A zombie hunter's overpowered weapon is obtained and used by unskilled and underdeveloped characters. But somehow it managed to be extremely entertaining. The characters, although undeveloped, are all enjoyable, and the action's pretty fun too. They use swords, guns, and lasers, and even have an epic samurai showdown at the end. Not one of the best zombie movies I've seen, but far from the worst. Zombie Hunter Rika is a fun Japanese horror comedy that has everything you'd expect from this kind of film, and not much, much else. It's a movie which, if I hadn't seen other films like it, such as Attack Girl Swim Team vs. The Undead, which is made by the same people, I probably would have appreciated it more. Unfortunately, there is very little regarding horror comedy in this movie that I haven't seen a dozen times before in some manner, whether it be Japanese or otherwise. That's not to say I didn't enjoy it, I just... Wish it had done a little more to stand out from the rest. Regardless, I would recommend this movie to anyone who is looking for a ridiculous way to spend an hour and a half. Well, you know, there's always ways for us to drink away the slick. Drink away the slick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the slick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time there's a flash with a sword swing, take a drink. Number two, Anytime someone mentions Glorian, take a drink. Number three, whenever you see a crease in Rika's zombie hunter arm, take a drink. 
Number four, anytime Grandpa saves Rika, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Asian Culture Month, part two, anytime someone new is in a schoolgirl uniform, take a drink. Every time someone uses a sword, take a drink. Every time the three random guys appear, take a drink. Every time the scientist zombie talks about his struggle to not eat people, take a drink. And every time there's a flesh-tearing scene, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the flick. If you have anything else other, if you have any other thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Mover related, leave us a comment on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us bmoverbros@gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com bmoverbros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoverbros. My personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all the all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats from our website bmoverbros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are right below. We've come to the end of week five for Asian Culture Month Part 2. Let's rank the movies we saw this month. Um, for me, number five, Yo-Yo Girl Cop. I mean, there was a Yo-Yo and a Girl Cop, and that was about the extent of the goodness. Number four, Uzumaki. It was a good movie. I enjoyed watching it, but not one that I would soon revisit. Number three, Parasite Eve. The movie based off the book that inspired the best game ever. Not really a good movie, but intriguing, and I would revisit it sooner than I would Azumaki. Number two, SARS Wars, the Bangkok Zombie Crisis. It was fun, it was outlandish, but number one, even though it seemed more generic, I just had more fun watching Zombie Hunter Rika. Number five, I, I picked Yo-Yo Cop Girl. It was not very fun. I've forgotten most of it, and overall, and definitely the weakest of the movies we watched this month. Number four, Parasite Eve. It doesn't compare to the game or the book. Not the worst thing in the world, but not great either. Number three, Zombie Hunter Rika. It was a fun horror comedy Japanese movie, but I've just seen better, and it's impossible not to compare it to other films like in the genre, especially um, Attack Girl Swim Team, which was made by the same the same people, which was, in my opinion, a lot more fun and a lot more bizarre. And number two, Uzumaki. It was really genuinely creepy. It was bizarre and unsettling and accomplished what it was set to do. However, number one, I had to pick Star's War. Because overall, I guess I had the most fun watching it of all the movies we watched this month. This is the first time in a long time that our lists are almost completely different. Yeah. And we'll see if that happens again next month as we journey into February. You know, the month of love and Valentine's and everything. And what says love better than women in prison movies? Do they have to worry about dropping the soap? I don't know, but we'll find out when we go to Women Behind Bars Month. So until then, friends... Be brave, be alive, and be back for more.